Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can contact me on the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with your marriage questions. You can reach me at 720-307-7347. If you don't get me, leave a voicemail and I'll respond back to your voicemail on the next Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. Okay, today I'm going to talk about the top reasons to have sex in marriage. And today I'm going to talk about part one. This is a four-part series, so today I'm just going to tackle part one. And again, the topic is the top reasons to have sex in marriage. It's interesting that when couples first get together, they can't wait to have sex. They're excited to have sex. They anticipate having sex. However, when a couple is together for a while, for an extended period of time, often it becomes harder and harder to keep having sex. And sometimes that's from a lack of emotional connection. Sometimes that's from one partner's trauma and their background that's unhealed. Sometimes it's from a difference in libido. But there's a lot of reasons why couples struggle having regular sexual contact when they've been together for a long period of time. Now, a a disclaimer, when I start talking about this topic, of having sex in your relationship and how important it is to have regular sex. It doesn't mean that you should therefore neglect everything else that needs to be occurring in the relationship in order to have good sex. And I refer to that as the wedding cake model. So if you Google wedding cake model Wyatt Fisher, you'll see my article that comes up that talks about the wedding cake model. And what the wedding cake model says is that there's steps to build. It's a pyramid to build these different layers in order to have a healthy, thriving sex life. And the base layer, the base, the base area of that model is you have to resolve resentments. It's hard to like your partner if you have resentments. It's hard to feel in love with them if you have resentments. And it's definitely hard to have sex with them if you have resentments. So the first thing you have to do in your relationship if you want to have a good sex life is address the resentments. I've developed the Reunite tool to help couples do that. Go to Google, type in Reunite tool, and you should see the article that appears. That tool is so important to work through your resentments. That's step one. If you want to have a better sex life, it starts with resolving resentments. When when that is addressed... The next step up is you have to start building your friendship. You have to build your friendship. And that includes daily head-heart checks. That's where you share what you've been thinking about, but also what you've been feeling throughout the day so that you have that heart connection. You're cultivating emotional intimacy. Friendship is also fostered by having your two mini-dates a week. And each mini-date, ideally at this point, you're doing affection, recreation, and emotional intimacy through your head heart checks. So you need to have those two mini dates a week. They can be one hour, they can be up to three or four hours, but you need those two dates a week to build your relationship, to build your friendship. When that's going well, you go up to the next tier in the pyramid, which is sensual time and wooing. That's when that comes in. In sensual time, you add this to your two mini dates. So this can be sensual massage, 
This can be a shower together or a bath together. It can be cuddling. And I encourage couples to keep your underwear on or your bathing suits on because this is not erotic touch. This is not sexual, it's sensual. This is where you dim the lights and you have nice music playing. You heighten all five of your senses. You wear something comfortable. You munch on something that you enjoy. It's a multi-sensory experience to have that encounter with your partner. It's sensual activity. The wooing occurs for the high libido partner to really step up wooing their low libido partner through extra quality time, through extra affection, through extra words of affirmation. That's wooing them. The low libido partner at this stage starts to woo their high libido partner and the way they experience love, which is through the sexual. So maybe the low libido partner starts flashing some of their body when they change or rubbing up against their partner when they pass. Or maybe they send them some suggestive text or suggestive photo, whatever you're comfortable with. But this is where the low libido partner starts to woo their high libido partner and the way they experience love. So that's the third stage up in that pyramid, the wedding cake model. Again, it starts with resolving resentments, then you build friendship, then you start wooing each other and you start having sensual time added to your mini dates. At the end of the sensual time, if you're both aroused or open to getting aroused, that's when it moves up into the top tier, which is erotic contact or sexual contact. But remember, when you get there, you still have options. Think of sexual contact like a buffet. We could do everything above the waist. We could do everything manual below the waist or we could do things oral below the waist, or we could just lay next to each other while we pleasure ourselves, or we could do everything, including intercourse. It defers to the low libido partner so that they have voice and choice. If they feel like it's either intercourse or nothing, a lot of times the low libido partner will choose nothing. So you have to have this variety mindset, this buffet mindset that any level of sexual contact is better than no sexual contact and it's gonna help your low libido partner be more present during it because they're choosing what you do. So they're in the moment and they want to be there instead of just going through the motions because it's an obligation. So that's the wedding cake model and it's important for me to explain that because as I get into the top reasons to have sexual contact in marriage, you gotta remember the base of that pyramid. So it's resolving resentments, it's building friendship, It's wooing each other and having sensual contact, and then you move up to the sexual contact. So again, top reasons to have sex and marriage, and today I'm gonna focus on part one. So part one, one of the top reasons to have regular sex with your partner in marriage is because it's a reminder of your commitment to one another. Can you remember back to when you were getting married? Think about what was going on that day. You probably got dressed up in this amazing tuxedo or this amazing dress that you searched hours and weeks and months to buy. You probably had lots of friends and family come to your wedding. You maybe had like a band in the background playing music and you were so excited. Everyone was anticipating the big day. And then you you said your vows in front of the whole room of witnesses, your family and friends there to witness your love and your commitment to each other. That's a commitment you made on your wedding day. And part of that commitment is to love one another in all ways. 
And one of the top ways to love one another is through sexual contact. So that when you have sexual contact with your partner, it's a reminder of, I'm committed to you. I'm saying my vows to you through sexual contact. This is a way for me to express that I still love you, that I'm still here for you, that I want you, that I wanna become one with you. Sometimes we digress into, well, meeting each other's needs and the high libido partner and the low libido partner, and all of that is very valid and very important. However, sometimes there's an even more important reason, and that's what this series is about. Marriage is, sex is good for the marriage, regardless of your libido, regardless if you have a high libido or a low libido or an average libido. Let's just put that on the sidelines for a second and talk about sex is vital to a healthy marriage, regardless of your libido level. So you never want to be the partner that says, I have a low libido, so we're just not going to have sex. That is toxic, not only to your high libido partner, but it's especially toxic to the marriage. And again, so part one here, talking about why sexual contact is healthy for marriage, is because it's a reminder of your commitment to your marriage. It's a commitment to your partner. It's a commitment to us. It's saying to your partner, I still want you. I still love you. I still choose you, just like I did on the altar. Maybe the altar was last month. Maybe it was two years ago. Maybe it was 30 years ago. No matter how long we've been married, when we have sex, it's my way of expressing, I still choose you and you still choose me. It's a representation. It's a symbol. It's a metaphor for your commitment and your love to one another. And think about your ring for a second on your finger. Here's my ring, okay? I have a platinum ring. And I've had it for a long time. Actually, we didn't have platinum rings when we first got married. We were very poor, and so we got white gold. Uh, but my wife, she had a chemical reaction to the white gold, and it, it, it made her finger turn green. And her diamond was really low quality because all I could afford at the time. And I remember we visited her grandma, and her grandma took one look at that diamond and thought it was glass because it was really cloudy. <laughs> it was really low quality. And so through the years, we've been able to upgrade our rings. Look at your ring for a second on your finger. Your ring on your finger, what is it? It's a representation of your commitment to your partner. It's a way that symbolizes, I am committed to you. I am a married person. It says to the world, I am committed to my spouse, not to anybody else. It's a representation of your commitment to your partner. Likewise with sex. Sex is just like your ring. It's a way to commit to your partner that I still choose you. I still say those same vows that I said years ago to you. It's a way for me to say, I still love you. It's a representation of your commitment to your partner, just like your wedding ring is a representation to your partner. It's the same thing. So think about that for a moment. No matter where your libido is, whether it's high, average, low, put that on the shelf and consider that regular sex is just important for your marriage, no matter where your libido is because it represents I am committed to you. So two takeaways today, two follow-up action items. The first one is I've created a free PDF 
on the top reasons to have sex in marriage. It's, there's going to be four parts to this series. You can go to my website, drwyattfisher.com forward slash pages forward slash freebies and look for this episode on the four reasons to have sex in marriage and you'll see the free PDF. And the free PDF will go through the four reasons so you can digest it and process it. And I'm going to ask some discussion questions in there so you and your partner can explore the topic deeper and expand on the topics that are covered in the podcast episodes. So be sure to pick up your free copy. It's a PDF, drwyattfisher.com forward slash pages forward slash freebies. The other thing that I'm offering this week is I'm giving away free marriage tools. So on my website, if you go to marriage tools, I've developed 10 marriage tools. Each one is for common challenging points in marriage. It's a video of me explaining the tool, role playing the tool. They're helpful. We need tools for all things, to fix things, to maintain things, to tweak things. We need marriage tools and I'm big on tools. And so if you leave a review of the podcast, take a screenshot of the review and then email me the screenshot, I'll respond back with a free tool of your choice. You can pick whatever tool you want, you'll get it for free. It's a $10 value. And so I encourage you to do it. When you leave a review, it helps me because it helps more people see my podcast because it'll get higher in the search results. So as my way of saying thank you to you, I'm gonna give you a free tool in response. So be sure to leave a review of the podcast today Take a screenshot, email it to me, info at drwyattfisher.com, and I'll respond back with a free tool for you. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.